Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Shits get way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 19, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. What's up? Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 273 of the Biden-Harris administration, 386 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSuskin, on Twitter at BobSuskin underscore go. And here comes Buzz Burbank. You say Buzz Burbank. Buzz. You've said it all. Hello. Bob, why was there no one backstage for me to yell at this week? (laughs) There's always the fat old guy that sits behind me in the studio here. He's not there. I don't know what to do. Hey, what are you talking about? Hi, Bob. Hi, Hi everybody. Uh, he, of course, is Bob. I'm Buzz. Don't think of this as a monologue. Think of it as on-the-job training. <laughs> First, the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Clinton's out of the hospital. I think we can all be yeah. glad he's feeling better. He's up and around. Great news. And now he can go back to being that guy married to Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> so many so many villains to cover this week. Yeah. Uh, Steve Bannon's pretty nervous, you know, oh, yeah. uh, about maybe going to jail. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he just found out they're not going to let him layer his jumpsuits. <laughs> Stevie Ray One Shirt. That's going to be his nickname in jail, right? One to a customer. Marjorie Taylor Greene, speaking of villains, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene this week traveled to Europe. Uh, I understand she took a fiddle. Wow. Uh, in case Rome is on fire. And as it turns out, Joe Manchin and his yacht, Joe Manchin and his yacht, yeah. have a lot in common. Uh-huh. Neither one can make a move without petroleum. They just <laughs> don't go anywhere without it. Uh, oh, and a, a lot of people talking about this. A school official in Texas told teachers this week that if they teach about the Holocaust, they also have to teach the opposing view. Oh, God. You simply can't say you did not see this coming. <laughs> I see. I see. It, it's Nazi in there. Yeah. <laughs> and out of the blue, yeah. out of the blue, you just nobody asked anything. Nobody asked about it. Just out of the blue, Donald Trump uh, <laughs> told fellow Republicans at a gathering uh, this last week, he said, he told fellow Republicans he's not into golden showers. Uh huh. My God. That man will say anything to get applause. <laughs> the Bob Seska Show. Oh, yeah. Rocky Mountain Mike. 
And you may find yourself living in a redneck state. And you may find yourself voting in a racist part of the world. And you may find yourself at the end of a large voting line. And you may find yourself thirsty or hungry. And you may find your friends getting arrested for bringing you food or water. Well, how did we get here? In the election line. No more bringing you some water. Getting our throats <laughs> Get your voting done. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Yeah. Same as it ever was. Is it? Can I get me a Zima? Yeah. <laughs> Rocky, yeah. Mike. Rocky underscore hey. mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Beautiful photography happening over there, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, he's he's yeah, the best yeah. at that. And uh, yeah, I, I remember if you have an idea for a song parody, uh, <laughs> Uh, jot it down in a letter and mail it through the U.S. Postal Service. Yes, indeed. Mail it to Rocky Mountain Mike, North Pole. He'll get right on it. All right. Holy shit. So much to talk about today. I guess uh, we should start here. Oleg Deripaska, the subject of an FBI pre-dawn raid. Yes. Yep. That is still moving forward, amazingly enough. Oleg now, Deripaska, the uh, now, aluminum king. Yeah, I, 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 I think so, but you can you can further uh, illuminate our memories by, uh, isn't he a friend of Paul Manafort's? Wasn't they, didn't yes. they get together a few times, exchange some data? Yes, they yeah. did. Uh, through their go-between, through Paul Manafort's man in Kiev, uh, mm-hmm. a guy named uh, uh, Konstantin Kalimnik is their yes. go-between, is their fixer. And so what would happen is, is Paul Manafort would send a message to uh, Kalimnik, and then Kalimnik uh-huh. would get in touch with Deripaska. Deripaska. I'm not aware of any direct communications. I could be misremembering this. I'm not aware of any direct communications between Oleg Deripaska and Paul Manafort, though... Uh, it's just one hop away. It's just like, oh, please, you know, it's like sending notes in class. It's like, oh, yeah, I, can you send this I, note over to Oleg, please? Thank you. Yeah, I'm just reading the, the I guess this is the CNBC account. Uh, I yeah. guess, the, and they're just carrying a Reuters story here. Mm-hmm. But it says Deripaska became widely known in the U.S. for his ties to Paul Manafort. Yes. And so the idea there was to get uh, Trump polling data to Oleg right. Deripaska. Right. Of course, Deripaska is good friends with Vladimir Putin. So you've got essentially two degrees of separation between Paul Manafort, Donald Trump's former campaign manager, right, and Vladimir Putin. And then uh, in terms of any financial transactions, I know that uh, at one point wasn't Manafort trying to figure out how to make us whole with Deripaska? Like he owed a yeah. phenomenal uh, amount of money to Deripaska at some point? Yeah, that's yeah, and that's what he by make us whole. He meant make me whole, meaning yeah. pay off my my debts here. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Deripaska got a little uh, uh, visit from the FBI and DC police just yes, before indeed. sunrise this morning, <laughs> acting on a acting on a court order. Uh, yep, they entered Deripaska's home, and that's all we know so far. Yeah, yeah, and it's apparently still happening while we're recording this. I don't know that it was a pre-dawn raid. It may have just been a straight-up raid in the middle of the day because I'm seeing on Twitter that it's actually happening now. It's like one of those things that, oh, it's occurring now. The FBI is at... uh Deripaska's right. house, yeah, and they're yeah. Uh, going through all kinds of shit. Uh, I can only imagine what they're going to find and what they're not going to find, because usually crooks like Deripaska keep things pretty well hidden and spread around, so 
There's no one place for all of their uh, incriminating documents and so on, right? That's why they have to take extra time to look. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, imagine it's a very thorough search because they want to make sure they get everything Mm -hmm. they can. Yeah, and he was uh, sanctioned um, by the Treasury Department in April 2018. Of course, those sanctions probably not enforced from what I'm aware of. I, I don't remember. I remember the sanctions being passed, but I don't remember the sanctions being enforced. Certainly not while Donald Trump was president. And of course, Trump went on to uh, pardon Paul Manafort. Yes, over, exactly. Uh, Mueller's investigation. Right. In 2018, Deripaska had been repeatedly denied a visa to enter the United States over his alleged ties to organized crime. The Russian uh-huh. government had recently given Deripaska diplomatic status, allowing him to enter the country with immunity. Several current and former U.S. officials said at the time. I like that things are happening. Don't you get a sense that things are happening now more? Yeah. And, and, uh, well, look at the Trump giving a deposition, and uh, he has more depositions scheduled, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, there may be up to a dozen depositions he'll have to give after that. And and all of this goes back to what I said before. Uh, Trump may be too tied up in court to to run for president in 24. Yeah. And uh, it, it may become apparent that this is just another fundraising scheme on his part. Yeah. But uh, he, he's going to be much, much too busy. And that's not even mentioning. And you look at uh, what uh, the January 6th uh, committee is doing and how serious they're uh, seriously they're taking their work. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's it seems to move slowly to the rest of us. But I see real signs of movement there. And, and in fact, I see signs of movement, not, not just in the investigation of the previous administration, but I see signs of movement on Biden's forward-looking agenda. Yeah. Uh, and, and I see progress there in spite of some of the well-known obstacles in the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to talk Manchin. about, yeah, Joe, fucking Joe Manchin. Manchin! <laughs> your your uh, Newman uh, thing, yeah. Uh, uh, cinema! Oh, I sorry. <laughs> It's allergies. It's fall allergies. Wasn't and you were saying you were talking about uh, his his yacht a second ago during your yes, monologue, yes. and I kept going back for some reason. I was thinking of a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's <laughs> screaming about having a mansion and a yacht. I don't know. I don't remember that. You know, I thought I knew the Bugs Bunny cartoon library pretty well, but I don't remember that particular episode. And <laughs> well, you know, plus I'm drunk right now, so there's that. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Always uh, makes I'm for a better show. Joking, joking, of course. But and do you know? Has the vote in the 1-6 committee on criminal contempt referrals for Steve Bannon, has that been approved yet today? I, 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 do, I, I do know the answer to that, and the answer is no. That vote is scheduled for this evening or tonight ah. or this afternoon, depending on your time zone, but late in the day. Let's put it that way. Okay, perfect. So yeah, let's pretend yeah. like it was approved and the criminal contempt referral will go oh, yeah. to the full house. And for a vote the, next week. Uh, in all probability, the, the full House will vote on it next week. Yes. That's exactly right. And uh, we will still want to punish the Democrats anyway, even though they are doing this. That's exactly what <laughs> this seems to be going on. The Democrats are making the right moves here. They're following the rule of law. They are. They're following they are. the process that has been laid out, the same process that the Republicans have been using as well. This is not like a Democratic thing, like, oh, those weak Democrats, why are they just doing the vote? Why don't they just... Throw them in the jail in the right, Capitol yeah. building that doesn't there's exist. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, and it's because of our level of frustration, yeah. I expect. And we certainly, you and I both understand that level of frustration. Oh, but yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of that, uh, you know, throw them in jail. There's a lot of that sort of mob mentality out there, even among progressives, mm-hmm. because it, it has felt like it's been so long. And yeah. so much has, in fact, gotten away from us that it's a little frightening that 
uh, to see ourselves losing our grip on democracy. Yeah. Uh, but but it is but that fight isn't over yet, and uh, I, I, there are uh, lately, especially especially over the last week or so, I've seen a lot of really positive progressive signs, and and we have to learn as progressives, especially we have to discipline ourselves and learn not to be quite so reactionary. I understand that we're all on a hair trigger because of the, the stakes being so high <laughs> yeah. and because we've been living on the edge for so long. I understand that. But uh, it gets a little silly. I, I saw uh, somebody proposed uh, the question, uh, what do you do about a problem like Joe Manchin? Was that Kimberly? Uh, Kimberly asked that question. <laughs> yes, And, and, and that, that was a fine question to, to pose, mm -hmm. but, but many of the answers were just dead wrong. I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult my progressive friends, but uh, saying things like, uh, vote him out, uh, you know, uh, you know, no, that's not, not the answer. Mm -hmm. The answer is electing more Democrats so that Joe Manchin doesn't have the power that he has. If we lose Joe Manchin and he loses his seat in West Virginia, that seat goes Republican. There are no two ways about it. I I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. And and uh, so it's foolish to say, let's get rid of Joe Manchin. Sure, he's a jerk. Sure, we're all mad at him right now. Sure, he's, it appears to be on the take from big farm and big oil. And those are problems we do need to address. But but uh, our focus as voters, as citizens, as activists should mm -hmm. be to make sure that enough Democrats get elected that whatever Joe Manchin thinks doesn't matter anymore and then go after the graft and corruption. Yeah, exactly. And there's lots to talk about with regard to Joe Manchin. I want to talk about that in a second. But, you know, Buzz, I've been on this track lately, certainly over the past several days, just, you know, chatting with Kimberly here and, and just thinking in my own head about the root causes of some of our crisis right now. And yes, right. we understand Donald Trump and we understand the the toxic effect of Fox News Channel, AM Talk Radio and all the rest of it. We know about all of that. We know about Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema being pains in the asses right now as far as their behavior yeah. on the Hill. But we also have to remember that the reason why Cinema and Manchin have this power right now is because we did not deliver a broader majority for the Democrats in the right. Senate. It's that simple. Last year. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I, mean, I think we to, need to start to, taking a look at ourselves a little bit, too, when it comes to if le levying blame against people for why we are in the predicament we're in. Had we won or should we win two more seats, Mansion and Cinema don't matter anymore. Right. Exactly fucking right. If we it's had won se yeah, it's several more easy. seats that were on the table as we were leading into 2020, that election... Uh, if we had won those additional Senate seats, that would have stripped Joe Manchin and Kirsten. They may have tried to throw their weight around a little bit, whatever weight they might have. But it would have been as consequential as it is right now. If it wouldn't we had hinge done on them. Yeah. They yeah. wouldn't be the deciders. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, and this is more by way of a non sequitur, uh, but it does relate to everything we're, we're kind of talking about here in a certain sense, is that, you know, we talk about, you know, why doesn't the DNC do this or why doesn't the Democratic Party do that? Right. And, and, you know, it's, it is possible for regular citizens to go out and do voter registration drives. It doesn't require the Democratic Party or your local uh, Democrat is running for office in your town. It doesn't require their participation to go out and start registering voters. Anyone can do it. You can go sit out in a street corner and, you know, grab Democrats by the scruff and say, here, sign this and go vote, please. <laughs> and we can all do this. Right. We can all spend, you know, five hours a week, uh, you know, accumulating more voters for the Democratic Party. And I think that's something that can still be done if we were motivated to do it. But I, I, I seem to find that, you know, it's a lot more fun to scream about Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema than it is to actually go out and register more voters. And I guess that's Democrat just human nature, yeah. 
Democrats, Republicans, and Independents went to the polls in uh, November of 2020 yeah. uh, with the determination to remove Donald Trump from office. Mm-hmm. And and that was uh, a great motivator uh, for anyone who wanted to vote Donald Trump out of office, yeah. but particularly for Democrats. Yeah. Uh, will we have that same drive mm-hmm. uh, in 22 and 24? I hope so. I think so. I think Trump continues to be enough of a gadfly that uh, enough of an irritant that he is a constant reminder of why we have to go vote because going after him will do a lot to go after Trumpism. It's a really good question. I think right now, Buzz, in terms of voter energy going into 22 in particular, we do still have, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a state and local election coming up next month. Uh, something that we need to pay attention to because state and local, as we've been learning over the past uh, several years, extraordinarily important when it comes to things like I, gerrymandering and, and the I, trifectas in your particular. If there's a red state with trifecta, you need to break that up somehow. And, and so that requires actual activity on off-year elections. So we got to make sure we participate. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and uh, I think there is a lot of... Uh, interest and enthusiasm uh, for Terry McAuliffe in Northern Virginia, Virginia being one of those key elections that's coming up uh, next month, perhaps the most key election. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've heard in the polls that it's close, that it's been close. I don't think it's as close now in the polls. And I think, uh, I think McAuliffe has got this, but you know, you can't, you can't rest on that. You can't yeah. say, well, then I don't need to go vote. If you're a Virginian, go vote uh, next Tuesday. In fact, uh, wherever you are, if there's an election in your city. And again, city and uh, all of these jobs are important. You've seen what's happened at school board meetings lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of these races are important. Uh, go to your newspaper's websites and, and brush up on the candidates or the League of Women Voters website. Brush up on the candidates so that you you know you're electing. Uh, people with uh, democratic values uh, yeah. to to these offices because we've found out over the last year how important some of these down-ballot offices that so many of us ignore, mm-hmm. how important they are. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... To an extent, uh, going back to what I was saying a second ago with regard to uh, taking the initiative ourselves as voters to try to improve our station right now and not necessarily waiting for the Democrats to take action X or action Y. You know, we we spent a lot of time going, why why don't the Democrats have a better messaging machine? Well, you know what? You could follow Rachel Biddecoffer's example and start your own messaging machine. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't wait for the. I mean, sure, the Democrats need to do this shit. Make no mistake. But what I'm saying is, instead of just complaining about the Democrats, let's also add a layer of action on top of it, where we're oh, taking I, the initiative to do it ourselves too. I I have encouraged our listeners to run for office. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Uh, and, and you know, if you're if you feel up to it, shoot high like that. Mm. Uh, but but if you don't feel up to it, there are Democratic organizations that you can get involved in yeah. and help shape policy and help do some of the work instead of just sitting around whining about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And while, you know, there's an important component to the whining on Twitter, make no mistake. I think because oh, yeah. as someone who sits around and whines on Twitter quite oh, a bit, no, I can, that's not you. No. I can say that I think what happens is Twitter is where news gets broken, where you can be on the oh, front yeah. lines no, of everything that's happening. And also you can be on the front lines of what I now consider to be the first draft of history. It used to be, right, you know, right. journalist X, journalist Y, some newspaper, paper of record being the, the first draft of history. Twitter actually comes before that because you see all the journalists yeah. who would write those stories that would usually be the first draft of history. They're getting their information and their 
ideas no, but, from Twitter I, and social media. But what I classify as whining is this yeah. business of why aren't the Democrats doing more? And yes. that you don't do, so you're not a whiner. <laughs> the people who do that are whiners, and that's yeah. the distinction I'd like to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Look, every county in this country has a Democratic right. Party committee. And in fact, uh, I always talk about this in 2004. I wrote in my own name for precinct captain for the Democratic Party in my area. And there was an open election. There were no names on the ballot. And so I just wrote my own name in. And I ended up winning that election, buzz <laughs> with 100% of the vote. My, <laughs> my one vote. Yeah, and that's see, how that's now, how I became the head of the county and, Democratic Party because I did that, and uh, it wasn't the county Democratic Party. It was the it was for the precinct, but still, it was. Uh, you, were, you were the only. Were you the only one running? I was not. I wasn't even running at all. I just wrote my name in on a whim. Oh, it was just like so. So nobody ran. Nobody else wrote in. No, that that office. So if if your name had been Bob Hitler, you would have been elected. <laughs> exactly right. If I had written in Robert C. Hitler. Uh -huh. I would have won that election because no one knew. And so, you know, it's the funniest goddamn thing. And it was a presidential election. That was the general election yeah. with and John Kerry, George W. Bush. And like so many people in both parties, but especially Democrats, pay attention to this. Yeah. Vote all, you know, I, what they say, vote blue in 22. Yeah. I, I will again say vote blue all the way through. <laughs> vote blue all the way through, meaning go down to the very bottom of the ballot and, and don't leave that booth until you've checked everything. And if you, you know, and don't do it just randomly. It is mm -hmm. easy, easy to research who's running for school board, who's running for county clerk, uh, yeah. court, whatever. Uh, those local and state offices, we're finding out uh, some of these officials can overturn elections. Some of them control our school boards. Uh, if you don't like what you've been seeing over the last year, uh, please run, get somebody else to run, mm -hmm. or go to work for somebody who's running. Do yep. something. Yep, and all of these Democratic county committees have regular meetings that you can attend right. as a registered Democrat. Speak it doesn't take up a, there. Exactly, you speak up there, and that's how these uh, message machines are created from the grassroots on up. So as, participate as at that as, level, yeah. As hard as you may find this to believe, they might not have seen your tweet. So... <laughs> You might want to show up just in case. And again, I, I understand the importance of Twitter, and I, yeah. I don't disagree with anything you've said about it, except it still only represents a small percentage of the, the nation. That's right. Uh, yeah. And and we have to keep that perspective as well. Mm -hmm. And 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 that helps remind us that uh, not everybody sees everything I tweet. <laughs> you know, I'm not. The whole world is not listening. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. uh, you 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 throw something out there and hope uh, as many people or the right people see it as possible. So this is all to say, you know, when we see a story like Joe Manchin being the fly in the ointment when it comes to this clean electricity performance program, the the mm -hmm. wind farms off the coast of the yeah. well, the entire coast of the United States, all the coastlines. Uh, and you see something like that get killed by one guy. That, to me, is an illustration as to how we should be doing more to get involved. Because, you know, look, ultimately, we can continue to outnumber them, as we did last year in the election, as we did in 2018. If we register more voters, the game is won. 
if now, we can well, dominate at the in these elections, if we can dominate in voter registration drives, we will win every single time because we yeah. should we should, I'm sorry, but we, we should add a caveat to that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been down on the White House for Biden's position, the White House position that uh, that's the key for Democrats is to mm-hmm. overwhelm them with votes. And you and I have always said that and and our position on that hasn't changed. Right. But uh, the, the rules are a little different right now. Uh, the, the Republicans have changed the voting rules to the point that I, I wonder sometimes if even a majority is enough uh, because of the gerrymandering and the mm-hmm. other things. So uh, passing the Voting Rights Act and those kinds of things are, are also very important. And I think we also need to, to asterisk the fact that uh, this is uh, an opportunity uh, to address some graft and corruption. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Manchin's family, his, his, he and his wife, get well over a million dollars a year from the family's coal company. Ugh. And he's in charge of the, what, the Energy Committee or something? I mean, this is wrong. This is so wrong on so many levels. If, if Manchin were, in fact, a Republican, you know, I mean, if he wore the red tie and he was part of the MAGA crowd, uh, you, you'd want to you'd, you'd, you'd wipe this guy off the political map mm-hmm. uh, for, for doing that. We should hold Democrats to the same standard. So uh, rules need to be changed to make sure that that kind of influence and, and corruption can't occur in the future. Yeah. Because, because he's also corrupt. So, yeah, we have to address him both at the, the, the voting booth, and I don't want to play that down, uh, but we, we have to address him as well. Uh, from a legislative and possibly criminal standpoint. And, you know, I understand, Buzz, the uh, the level of anger and impatience. I'm right there. I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, know yeah. exactly how that feels because I feel it myself. And, and anyone who's listened to the show for any length of time knows how panicky and urgent I feel mm-hmm. about uh, making sure the 1-6 insurrection people are properly punished and taken care of, right. and the Trumpism somehow gets rebottled in some way. But how do we do that with a system that is not equipped to deal with someone like Donald Trump? Well, in order to do that, we have to. We have one choice. We win more elections, and if we win more elections, we can start to change the system and right. make sure that uh, it, there are more guardrails in place to prevent people like Donald Trump from rising to power. We have a majority now, but just barely. I yeah, mean, just yeah. and it's not. And and when people like Manchin and Cinema can stand in the way, it's clearly not enough of a majority to get done what we need to get done. Mm-hmm. So, in order to have that majority, number one, vote. Yeah. And then we can make the changes that we need to vote. But we also need to make some of those changes now, uh, even with the bare majority that we have. Mm-hmm. It, it is time for more drastic measures. I was pleased to hear Joe Biden uh, rethinking his stand on the filibuster. Yeah, uh, I think that's very encouraging. I mm-hmm. think I think a carve out is is in our future. I certainly hope so. At the, it, it, we'd like to ditch it entirely or or severely change the rules. I'm not sure either of those things will actually happen, at least not in the near term. What we can do in the near term is is pass a carve-out that will allow uh, things like uh, the, the budget, the deficit, uh, the, the spending limit uh, to yeah. be, uh, uh, you know, not to be subject to things like the filibuster. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And look... And voting rights. And voting rights. Yeah. And speaking of voting rights, I also get the fact that there are certain impediments being thrown up based on the big lie in various states right now. But other than court battles, I don't know how else we overcome that other than to 
continue to try to overwhelm the vote, continue right. to try oh, to right. dominate the vote, dominate it at the polling places. And right. so that's how you can say, well, you know, if it comes down to a very close race in one of these states where these new big lie election laws are in place, uh, then there's going to be a problem. But if it's a blowout, if the Democrats have so many more voters flooding to polling places, waiting in the long lines, not getting right. their beverages, as Rocky Mountain Mike was singing about just a second ago, uh, <laughs> right. then we can start to negate the power of people like Joe Manchin. And that is, that's a big deal, because what we're seeing now is Joe Manchin versus not just the Democrats, not just Joe Biden and the Biden agenda, Joe Manchin versus the world, as Norm MacDonald used to say. <laughs> yes, the man. world. And, and the it's, world. Yeah, man. because one guy is now determining how the United States will or will not deal with the climate crisis. I refuse to accept that there isn't a way around that. And yeah. I, I, think, I think Biden and uh, the fellow Democrats in, in Congress can find a way to, to get past that. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we need them to do. But it's also, and this is the point you've really been making, I think, it's also on us to do our share of the work that's right. Uh, rather than just complain about what they may or may not be doing. And I assure you, there are things going on you don't know about. And these talks are progressing in a way that, uh, I, I, like I said, I find very encouraging. And I also read uh, this morning uh, that uh, if uh, the Voting Rights Act were passed in Washington, it would negate the four main points of the Texas voter suppression law. Oh, yeah. Uh, you see why this is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in fact, the Senate is expected to take up that voting rights legislation this week, and it's oh, womp womp. It's probably going to end up getting blocked by the Republicans. And I say probably, meaning definitely. It's definitely going to be blocked by the Republicans, which is a goddamn shame. Bear in mind, however, if you're going to indict all the Democrats, bear in mind that the House already passed this legislation. Right. I think, in fact, I think they passed two different versions of it to be precise. So as we're walking to the voting booth next year, and this is going to be something I'm going to be preaching for the next year, so get used to it. As we go into the voting booth next year, bear in mind who has done what in the Democratic Party, who has been the fly in the ointment, who has been the success story as far as getting shit done. And I would say the House Democrats have been a success story in getting shit done. So we need to keep that in mind. With every single one of them up for re-election next year, we should Let's, be rewarding those people and exactly. not punishing them. That's, yeah. that's you used the word right there. We yeah. need to reward the elected Democrats who are doing our work for us yeah. there. And we need to reward them by giving them more colleagues. Exactly right. Okay, we're going to take a uh, short break here to talk about the Shadow Docket bonus show on our Patreon page. As you know, uh, the Bob Seska show, this year's show that you're listening to, it's almost entirely fueled by our Patreon subscribers. We couldn't be doing four plus shows a week without your generous financial support. Bob, what, is that, what does that sound like exactly? And then you could play the sounder. Ah, what do you mean? This? Yeah. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts and the minds of men <laughs> the shadow docket knows yeah if you like that if you want to hear that a couple of times a week all you got to do is sign up for five dollars per month one two three four five dollars per month on our patreon page you can hear that every tuesday and thursday used to be called the postmortem show but with the support of our existing subscribers we changed the name to the shadow docket same show same exclusive content but an all-new name. Again, that's $5 per month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And we thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
recording artist, bit of a celebrity here on the show. Those of you who are familiar with the Stephanie Miller Extended Cinematic Universe, you're all familiar with uh, the Rude Pundit, right? Well, guess what? This is the Rude Pundit's daughter, Natalie, and her uh, recording, uh, or her band from the UK. This is a project called Natalie and the Monarchy. And this is a brand new single. This is an exclusive single sent to this here show called Angeline. It's uh, coming out, I believe, I want to say later this week it's going to drop officially. So, natalieandthemonarchy.bandcamp.com to support Natalie and the Monarchy. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah, oh my God, very Kate Bushish. That's even a word. Kate, Buzz, is that a word? Kate Bushish? It is now, Bob. <laughs> Okay. Again, Natalie in the monarchy.bandcamp.com. Thank you for supporting all of our independent bands here on the show. Okay, moving along here. Uh, so, Colin Powell. Uh, yeah, Colin oh, man, Powell has yeah. died of COVID. Of course, he uh, was, uh, what, 84 years old and right. had uh, multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer. Pretty that, goddamn uh, serious. Yeah. Pretty much wiped out his immune system. So, even being vaccinated. Uh, he couldn't be saved from COVID-19 and yeah. uh, the Delta variant thereof. And and if that isn't a reminder to us all, of course, right-wing media is exploiting this and saying, yep. well, he was vaccinated and he died anyway. So, you know, uh, yeah. and that's how they talk, too, by the way. I've- that's exactly how John Roberts talks, yeah? <laughs> yeah? John Roberts, such a disappointment to see John Roberts operating at Fox News Channel, especially when he tweets out ridiculousness and disinformation mm-hmm. and then says, I do it i deleted the tweet yeah you know what it was out there long enough for the bullshit to circulate around the planet several times before he was able to delete that and correct the record he was like weekend anchor at cbs news for a while yeah um, yeah. on television side and uh i was but i think he started to turn conservative even before leaving cbs for fox Mm -hmm. uh and uh he tried to play it he tried to pretend to be one of the straight anchors on fox for a while but uh uh, the sheep's clothing has fallen off of him now. Yeah, and you know he's a Rush fan. He's in, interviewed Rush on many, many occasions. I, I think he was a guy. I think he was on Much Music or something like that back in the uh, '80s or something. That's how he kind of got his start. Maybe a, John Roberts' dance party, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you may not know it looking at him now, but he was apparently <laughs> a pretty hip guy with the mullet and everything, interviewing uh, Rush on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> most recently, like in 2003 or something like that. I mean, he's He's been active in the Rush community, which is so disappointing when I see him posting nonsense for Fox News Channel, for God's sake. And, you know, just for the record here, I posted this uh, in response to John Roberts' uh, tweet the other day about uh, Colin Powell and how, oh, this calls into question the efficacy of the vaccine, is what John Roberts said. Yes, and, and so I wanted to look up the latest numbers here, Buzz, and just for the record, the to rate... check on the efficacy? Yeah. yeah, to check on the disparity between the unvaccinated versus the fully vaccinated. The rate of COVID deaths per 100,000 people, mm. fully vaccinated, 0.74, unvaccinated, 9.14. Or mm. niner. niner. G. Gordon Lady would yes. say 9.14. <laughs> niner. And uh, meantime, the CDC reports unvaccinated people are 11.3 times more at risk for dying of COVID. Right. Uh, CNN reports 99.99% 
I'm, I'm, I don't know. Well I've got Liddy on the brain today. Uh, well, it was the nines, and you're doing very well, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 99.9% of people fully vaccinated have not had a breakthrough case resulting in hospitalization or death. So, yeah, you know what? The vaccines work. They're not, You know, the vaccines aren't 100%, but they work. They work far better than being unvaccinated or having had the virus and having the antibodies for a limited period of time. It's not enough. You got to get fully vaccinated especially with thanksgiving around the corner and christmas around the corner we don't want another repeat of all of that fucking ugliness uh from last year let me say this john roberts has an efficacy problem (laughs) yeah yeah so i mean with colin powell uh what a goddamn shame i mean this is a situation where he was fully vaccinated but he did have comorbidities making it even more harmful if he ended up getting a breakthrough case yeah yeah almost no immune system 84 years old um yeah. Terrible thing, and and a tragic life. You know, you've heard the stories, and uh, he got us into the Iraq War. Had a lot to do with that, and, yeah. and regretted it almost every day of his life uh, mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, um, and otherwise served the country well, and and endorsed. Uh, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and others. Yeah, and you know, it's weird with Colin Powell. For some reason, I tend to give him a little more latitude when it comes to all that shit based on the journalism that I was reading at the time because, I mean, while he did go and sit down at the UN and hold up that little vial of ricin or whatever he said it was in there, uh, you know, to talk about Saddam's chemical weapons and blah, 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 blah. In a fairly passionate two-hour speech. Yeah, yeah. But he was kind of strong armed into doing that. I mean, there were lots of fights surprised. inside the Oval with uh, Colin Powell uh, debating and saying, ah, you know, and remember he brought up the whole, if you break it, you bought it thing. I mean, this doesn't exonerate him for no. it. Plus, because of the fact, Buzz, that he went on in 2008 to uh, shirk the Republican Party and endorse Barack Obama for endorse president. Obama and later Clinton and later yeah. Biden. Yeah, well, uh, and, yeah. but that move gave cover to Republicans who wanted to vote for Obama but didn't it feel did. necessarily right doing it. And I think that's why, one of the reasons and, why and, Obama got so many Republican votes was because of Colin Powell's endorsement. And and, and it surely boosted the African-American vote as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, rightly so, considering all the firsts in his career and how he's rightly admired by all of us. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, uh, Donald Trump has to ruin everything by releasing just a fuck another, I mean, not surprisingly, just a no. dick move statement. And here it is. Uh, you know, I, I hesitate to read these things sometimes, but it's, it's worth putting everything into yeah. context, knowing what the shittiest people in the world are doing and who they're supporting right now. This is a case where you need to be reminded of what's out there. Yeah. So, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. You fucking dick, Donald Trump. (laughs) Hope that happens to me someday. Don't hold your breath, a-hole. Yeah. You know what? There are going to be lines. People are going to be lining up around the block to piss on his grave. That is going to be a thing. That's going to. I'm afraid so. Yeah. They'll have to put uh, the cemetery. will have to install some kind of flood mitigation. (laughs) He said uh, he was a classic rhino. Colin Powell was a classic rhino. If even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans, he made plenty of mistakes. But anyway, (laughs) may he rest in peace. 
Yeah. What right. a dick! Yeah. I mean, obviously we know this. Donald Trump is a dick of the highest order. But dancing on someone's grave like this, doing that, you know how Donald Trump dances? He's doing the jerking yes. off two guys at the same time <laughs> dance. And remember, George Bush was the decider. Uh, you know, uh, Colin Powell yeah. just worked there and uh, and did what he was told in this case and regretted it the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's... It's hard to forgive when you when it comes to the Iraq War, but uh, I think he's we got to like you said give him a pass and yeah. and look instead at folks like Bush and Rumsfeld and Cheney. I mean, do you think uh, after Donald Trump finally dies, after he finally goes, is there going to be like some sort of gate around his gravesite, or is there? What I'm trying to think yeah. of is there going to be security that I'm going to have to circumvent when I go to piss on his grave in New Orleans? Uh, the Witch Queen of New Orleans is buried in a in a uh, sort of mausoleum above ground uh, yeah. structure, right? And uh, people go to her grave and uh, paint X's on. It, or they did at one time. I don't know if they still do. Uh, for good luck, mm -hmm. and uh, so something similar, I think, with uh, Trump's memorial will, yeah. will happen. Yeah. Okay, all right. Just because I'm planning now, it's I've got yeah, Get, <laughs> I've got my blueprints out. I'm yeah. sort of plotting this like an Ocean's Eleven movie. Like how you're gonna want you're gonna want spray paint and a bottle of water so your bladder's full. <laughs> Well, there's not going to be any issue with that because I, you know, I, <laughs> as I get older, I tend to piss every five minutes. But, you know, I'm doing it as we speak. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, do you need to no. do you need to go? Do you need to? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It was a joke. It was just a silly little joke. But yeah, so I'm uh, I'm trying to plan plan ahead. It's an important yeah, thing oh, to do. do. <laughs> By all means, <laughs> getting the airfare together, you know. Anyway. Yeah, you know, I think, and he's just cranky after yesterday's deposition. I'm sure. Meantime, I have a serious question about something revolving around this Southwest Airlines decision to not enforce its vaccine mandate after all. For the for the for its employees. Yeah. Well. Right. Um, exactly. So what they're going to do here is they've dropped their plan to put unvaccinated staff on unpaid leave starting in December. So they're not really going to enforce their uh, vaccine mandate. Um, yeah, they're kind of a mess over there and disorganized. So they yeah. don't have the sway that uh, the other other airlines have with their employees. Uh, uh, you know, the major airlines have had no trouble filling vacancies and, and, and in fact, had uh, almost nobody resign uh, because of the vaccine mandate. Uh, uh, Southwest was shorthanded to begin with yeah, yeah. and uh, uses a different hub system that leaves the pilots stranded in different places. So they're more desperate. And, uh, you know, I think they had to I think they had to give in to the pilots on this one, uh, which just is one more reason for me not to fly Southwest. What is the deal here with religious exemptions for the vaccination? Well, now, look, the good news, yeah. uh, I was just going to say, the good news is it isn't working. Uh, many yeah. of the people who are trying uh, religious exemptions, many are Catholic, mm -hmm. uh, but but various religions, various sects, and and uh, they're being denied in, in many cases. Uh, it's a very high standard to meet uh, to get away with claiming a religious exemption. I guess it's maybe because one of the vaccines was tested on some old fetal stem cell, something involving right. a fetus yeah. or something like that, and then maybe that's it. But 
I, I don't know that that's all of the vaccines. I just, I don't understand the religious exemption. I don't know, understand yeah. what the biblical passage is that they're citing to say, okay, well, this is against my religion to, you know, get vaccinated. Yeah. That's just silly. There, there are no fetal ingredients in the vaccines themselves. I think, right. as you said, one of them was developed uh, using uh, those cells. But uh, it's not in the vaccine itself, no. Okay, well, this is a nice segue into Corpse of the Week. Mm-hmm. Yes, where's our Corpse of the Week? Ah, here we go. We have a couple of, uh, well, one is not a corpse yet, <laughs> but dare to dream. Uh, Dennis Prager. Corpse, <laughs> corpse of corpse of next week. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, one of our favorite talk show hosts, Dennis Prager, has tested positive for COVID, and naturally he's taking all of the meds, everything, I mean the Except- entire buffet of medications for people who have uh, tested positive. What were you going to say, Buzz? I was just going to say, I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so... The interesting question that this raises, this uh, Dennis Prager positive test for COVID, he's been one of these guys who has announced in the past that he wants to get COVID. Yes. I don't know why. That's the most most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Why anyone would want to get it is beyond... It's a macho thing, and it's a way to pretend that you're big and strong and brave, and it's also a way to pretend that it isn't really serious. It, 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 they think, and those who have had it and survived it said, ah, it was just like having the flu; it was no big deal, just like having a bad cold. Uh, You know, they think they're stronger. Uh, Those folks may be facing long-term effects uh, Mm -hmm. in the years to come, and uh, this is just a false cockiness on several levels. One, that the the disease is not that serious, and two, I'm a big, strong man, and it can't get me. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's fascinating to see these guys who spend all this time before testing positive screaming about Big Pharma and the dangers of having a relatively untested, according to them, vaccine pumped into their system but yet as soon as they test positive it's like give me everything it's like big pharma has yeah give me everything big pharma has except that one thing that we were talking about yeah Uh, but which could have prevented this in the first place human ivermectin is from big pharma yeah the monoclonal antibodies are from big pharma yep uh many of the other things they're taking are in fact from big pharma and so it, it 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 bears the hypocrisy of what they're doing. Especially, you were mentioning ivermectin, which is right. another thing that Dennis Prager is taking. Sure, sure. Uh, and there was a whole thing with uh, Sanjay Gupta on the Joe yes. Rogan show last week, I guess, where... Rogan was screaming about CNN lying about his usage of ivermectin, and it wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, what they were talking about is the horse-paced version of it that people who don't have access to the human version of it are taking because yes. they're hearing about guys like Alex Jones and Joe Rogan taking the human version of it. So, well, I'm not going to go to my doctor and get the human version of it. I'm going to go to the, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to go to Petco and pick up the paste version of right. this that are right. being handed out by veterinarians or wh- whoever. And so that is the dividing line 
between what was done by Joe Rogan, what was done by Dennis Prager versus what is being done by their listeners. By their listeners, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're the ones going to the feed stores and the saddleries to uh, to get to get the horse paste. <laughs> yeah. uh, while the while these uh, rich podcasters and <laughs> that's almost a contradiction, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, while these rich podcasters in these cases, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> take the human stuff. Exactly right, and so uh, th- they're taking the human form of this drug. Which they continue to say is, you know, approved and won a Nobel Prize for usage in these situations as antivirals. It's not an antiviral. It's an antifungal for humans. It's used for ringworm in humans. The Nobel Prize was won using uh, studying ivermectin for usage in ringworm patients. So that never gets discussed. Joe Rogan never mentioned once that it was a Nobel Prize for fucking ringworm, not for viruses. And so you never hear that, and you're also never going to hear about any long-term side effects. You were mentioning the long-term ramifications of, right. uh, of, of getting COVID, certainly symptomatic COVID. And I can assure you, well, they may go. Well, Dennis Prager's probably on his show doing it from home, by the way. He's never going to say uh, two years from now or whatever it is, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm getting all these weird side effects. I don't know what's going on. I can't get it up. I've got cognitive yeah. <laughs> issues. You're never going to hear that from Dennis yeah. Prager or Joe Rogan. That's true. And so they're carefully shaving the corners off of the truth when it comes to all of this shit. And so that's uh, that's for immensely- profit. For yeah. big profit. Exactly fucking right. Big, big profit. Lots of attention. Lots of uh, certainly media attention and increased downloads for their shows and et cetera. Meantime, I guess we've got one other, uh, and this is an actual corpse of the week. Yeah. A flat earther named Rob Skiba has died of COVID. This guy is one of the uh, <laughs> chief messengers of the flat earth community online. Uh, he's, he is said to have come home from a Christian-centric Take on the World conference okay. in August and wasn't feeling well after that. And he was also a COVID vaccine skeptic, the Daily Beast reports. It was from that conference that he allegedly posted a message on Facebook noting that within, I'd say, two or three years or so, we'll know whether vaccines were a solution for the problem. And then uh, Crooks and Liars found a video of Skiba preaching opposition to flu vaccine mandates in 2012, referring to inoculations as the mark of the beast. <laughs> and the mark of the beast is... Uh, <laughs> A good indication that someone's lost their fucking mind. Yeah. So maybe the cognitive issues are there in the first place <laughs> before he's, they get COVID in some cases. He's gone over the great ice wall at the edge of this flat earth. Yeah, yeah. They believe, Many of them believe, by the way, there, there's a, that this flat earth is surrounded by a wall of ice. Yeah, right. The, the yeah. When you get to the edge, that's what you'll find. <laughs> I remember we used to play a tape of Dan Badandi who went up in his airplane, because Dan Badandi had a pilot's license somehow, which is a terrifying <laughs> thing to consider. Dan Badandi, for those of you who don't know, Dan Badandi is one of the guys in the Alex Jones InfoWars universe. Right. Yeah, so he went up in his airplane uh, to see if he could see the curvature of the Earth, to prove or to disprove the flat earthers. And that is all to say, 
that Dan Bedondi managed to get a pilot's license uh-huh. while not sure if the earth was round or flat. <laughs> he that wanted guy. To find out, wanted to find out for himself. And by the way, uh, uh, what is it? Bedondi? Uh, Bedondi, yeah. The other one. Yeah, yeah. the other one. Uh, oh, Bongino. Bongino, yeah. Them. Dan yeah, Bongino, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's threatening to leave, uh, what is it, Westwood One or oh, Cumulus right. Broadcasting yeah. because of their uh, vaccination policy. Yeah. So he said, you know, it's the vaccines or me, so I guess, I guess he'll be gone soon. I wonder if he's on his way out. Out anyway, because yeah, you know, remember he took over for Limbaugh, right? He took that time right. slot on Westwood One or whatever the uh, syndicator is, right. and uh, maybe he's doing so poorly that he's about to get canceled anyway. So he's looking for an excuse in order to say, "Hey, look, the man screwed me over because I refused to get the vaccine or some shit like that." He was reportedly on hundreds of stations. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. They, not for much longer, apparently. Well, he's a terrible broadcaster. I mean, fancy that. He was a Secret Service agent before he became a talker. Didn't really have an ex- a long extended career in communicating vocally to people, <laughs> unlike Rush Limbaugh, who, say what you will about Limbaugh, but he was at least a DJ before he became, you know, the Rush Limbaugh. So he knew what he was doing, at least from a broadcasting nuts and bolts point of view. Dan Bongino has no fucking clue. Just the, one of the worst of the worst. It's like a, It was like a competition, ongoing competition between Bongino and Charlie Kirk as to who's the dumbest man in Republican politics <laughs> these days. So, uh, meantime, Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit to block the White House from turning over documents related to the insurrection, uh, turning those documents over to the 1-6 committee. Trump is suing the committee. Uh, Chairman Bernie Thompson and or uh, Benny Thompson, I'm sorry, and the National Archives to keep the record secret, citing executive privilege, which is the dumbest fucking argument. You have to be see, he doesn't understand. You got to be the executive first in order right. to have executive privilege, and he's no longer the executive. Why? Because he's a one-term loser. Go suck it, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And we got the news this morning that this case has landed in the court of a judge who has little patience for insur- insurrectionists, as she has made clear in previous cases before her bench. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, he is not facing a favorable court in this. Uh-huh. Not that he had much chance with this lawsuit to begin with. Yeah. And in truth, it may just be one of the in a series of stalling tactics. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's obvious that he's hiding something. But I don't know if that's his principal mm-hmm. motivation. I think he's, yeah, he's hiding something. But his principal motivation is always, hey, look, if I'm challenged on something, I'm going to fucking punch Fight them in back. the nuts. Yeah, I'm yeah, always going to. Yeah. That's Donald Trump. He always Fight gotta, everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. doesn't matter how on the level it is. <laughs> if he's caught behind the eight ball, he's going to lash out and try to fight back. And I think that's what motivates every single decision. I can't be seen as weak. I don't want to be, I don't want to look weak. When right. he only ever, at least to me, he only ever looks weak. Oh, that, that message this morning about Colin Powell's death is about the weakest thing uh, anybody oh, God, can say. Oh, God, yeah, 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 absolutely. Sounded like he was in fourth grade. Yeah, right, right. Well, speaking of Donald Trump and weakness, uh, Christopher Steele was interviewed by George Stephanopoulos. Uh, Stephanopoulos asked uh, Christopher Steele, today, do you still believe that this PP tape exists? Uh, Stephanopoulos didn't say PP tape. He just said tape. No. But I, I threw in the PP part. <laughs> I'd like to think, wouldn't that be fun if Stephanopoulos actually did say, is no. that PP Col- tape real? Col- Colbert did later that night, but yeah. you tell your story first. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Christopher Steele said, I think it probably does, but I would not put 100% certainty on it. So, yeah, it seems like there is, a, at least according to Steele, there is and a teeny it, tiny chance that it does exist. 
And he said also that he stands behind that dossier and stands behind the sources used to assemble that dossier. Uh, Adam Schiff was on uh, the late show with uh, Stephen Colbert last night. Mm -hmm. And uh, Colbert just asked him point blank. He said, uh, you know, what do you you think the PP tape is real? <laughs> and, you know, Schiff couldn't keep a straight face naturally. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> Stephen Colbert recounted the time he and his crew went to Moscow. Oh, yeah. And stayed in that hotel room. And Colbert <laughs> right. jumped up and down on the bed where the peeing allegedly occurred. And, and Colbert re repeated, I guess he's told this story before, but uh, I was, you know, I, I didn't remember hearing it. And if you haven't heard it, you need to. And that is that an oligarch told Colbert while he was in Moscow that uh, that the party did there was a party in that room that Trump was invited to. That wasn't Trump's room, but there was a party in that room to which Trump was invited and he attended. And although Trump did not hire the hookers, the peeing was Trump's idea. <laughs> of course it was. Oh my that's, God. So that's the version Colbert got from from a Russian oligarch during wow. their visit to Moscow. And uh and and so Colbert's question to Schiff was, is that in your mind, is that a credible scenario? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Adam Schiff didn't want to get in the middle of all that. <laughs> so Colbert said, well, if you if you think that's plausible, uh, blink and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, you know, there's another story about Las Vegas where Trump was yes, apparently involved right. in watching strippers peeing or doing various water sports. <laughs> and you know what? It's not something that's going to damage him. It's not. The, we're not talking about the pee-pee tape as something that's going to bring down the Donald Trump dynasty as it as it stands. <laughs> but I think at the very least, it's like it's one of those urban legends now that you want to. You want to see the tape. You want to see evidence like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or <laughs> right, space aliens. Those, right, you want yeah. to just see the video to see whether it's true or not. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really glad that this came up because of Trump's remarks last week. And it is, isn't it interesting, first of all, that uh, Trump would say out of the blue to a yeah. group of Republicans last week, I, I'm not into water sports. I'm not into, uh, what do you call it, golden showers. I'm not into golden showers. <laughs> right. right. Uh, well, first of all, it's interesting. He knows the phrase well, obviously, and knows uh -huh. what it means. Uh, and let's break down what that means in the context of what we've heard in terms of Las Vegas and Moscow. Uh, he's, we know he's seen it twice at least, yeah. uh, where others witnessed it. So maybe it's true that he's uh, witnessed and even requested uh, golden showers, uh, performances, <laughs> but, uh, has decided quote, I'm not into golden showers. Yeah. I mean, he, he tried it. He didn't care for it. He moved on. You know, <laughs> he, he, gave didn't it a couple, he didn't inhale. He didn't inhale. Gave it a couple of tries. I didn't care for it. So it was an interesting way to phrase, I'm uh, and out of the blue, to just to say, I'm not into water sports. And then he, he went on to say that uh, he told Melania, and she said, I don't even believe that one. Yeah, right. That's a bridge too which, far for Melania. Which, which implies she believes everything else. That's right. If Donald Trump had stood up on a stage at a fundraiser and said, I don't have herpes. You voluntarily deny something. You know, just say, nobody said, <laughs> right, hey, Donald, right. are you into water sports? And he said, no, no, just out of the blue, he announced <laughs> to a group of fellow Republicans, I'm not into water sports. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it is unbelievable. Okay, uh, one last break. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after these words you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan friendly products in america and supporting other u.s businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible plus you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours 
Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Of course, this is the great Michael McDermott, right? Yep. This is uh, Giving Up the Ghost from his Orphans album. We're replaying this one from way back. I think the first month that we ran uh, indie music on the show. I think this goes way back to 2019 when we first played this one. And, and uh, of course, I played it on the Friday after party as well. And one of the reasons being, it's just a great Song. Plus, it has it the is. word ghost in it, which is relatable perfect. to Halloween. So that's absolutely kind of perfect. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you know what I hate? You know yeah. what I hate is when you don't remember whether your cough switch is on or off. <laughs> that's right. Did well, you, did you hear me? Yeah, I, I, I did a little yeah. bit. That's okay, though. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> My apologies. I'm uh, quite all right. Thanks. Yeah. Are you Are you okay? It's not. You know, yeah. We don't have it's to. All fine. We don't have to break out the ivermectin and the. You know, no, no. No. Okay. We'll be all right. All right. Good. 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 <laughs> um. Uh, meanwhile, don't panic. Matt Gates is still in big trouble. I, I think we're one of the things we're all concerned about is that, oh, shit, Matt Gates is getting away with this shit, too. And, but he's not. According to Politico, uh, this former wingman for, uh, for Matt Gates, uh, Joel Greenberg. Ding, uh, ding, ding, yes. Yeah. Um, he won extra time on Monday to cooperate with federal prosecutors in their investigation of the congressman, Congressman Matt Gates, of course, and a host of other scandals. Greenberg was set to be sentenced on November 18 for six crimes he pleaded guilty to earlier this year. But prosecutors successfully implored the U.S. District Judge Gregory Presnell to wait until March so they can track down all of the leads Greenberg has given to investigators as part of and the, they are they that? are many they are many the, yes. these leads yes yeah as part of yesterday's hearing a prosecutor added that Greenberg has raised allegations that quote take us to some places we did not anticipate mm-hmm. I hope that means good news I can only read that as good news but I I'm not 100 percent sure because that could also I, be weird news but yeah. You know, I, I wonder if to some degree it would set an example for our nation's lawmakers to see yeah. uh, one or two or more of them go to jail for mm-hmm. some of the things they've done. In in Gates' case, because of the legal pedophilia, yeah. and in uh, and and in the case of uh, the insurrectionist uh, lawmakers, uh, they they need to be uh, they need to not get away with it. Also, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to not. And you were addressing this earlier. Uh, we need to not let the insurrectionists get away with what uh, the Civil War traitors got away with. Yep. Uh, they were forgiven and we moved on. Uh, and because they were not punished, we have the situation we have today. Yeah. Uh, a point that Mary Trump has made in her book and, and is still relevant 
uh, in in our discussion here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just it's something we have to continue to pursue. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of discontentment out there right now is based around the slowness of the justice yes. system at this point. Yes. Because yeah. I am seeing a lot of st- uh, stress, a lot of anger, a lot of mm-hmm. rage, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are feeling like the system is is failing to some extent and to and the extent that it, yeah it's, to the extent that it is going back to what I was saying before it's just that the system isn't equipped for some of this shit and one of the reasons why this Matt Gates news is good is not just because of accountability for Matt Gates but to illustrate the fact that yeah it's slow the the wheels of justice are spinning slowly right now maybe not as fast as we had hoped certainly not as fast as I had hoped but mm-hmm. um they're still spinning they're still moving these people are still uh, at very high risk of being held fully accountable for their crimes. Some of the delays that are built into the system are for your protection. Yeah. Should you ever find yourself uh, wrongly accused of something, mm. you would want some of these protections, some of these time mechanisms. However, yeah. I agree there are things we could do to reform that system. In the meantime, the system continues to grind forward. And uh, we're finally, it takes it takes forever, but we're finally seeing some progress, I think. As yeah. I said at the top of the show, uh, between uh, the progress on uh, Biden's agenda and the progress on prosperity prosecuting the previous administration. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was on the road on Sunday. I was driving up to uh, see my brother Jim and... I, I spent I a lot of t- I spent a lot of time on the highways up and down the East Coast here between uh, between Washington D.C. and Philadelphia, and rocking out to the indie music countdown <laughs> all the way. I imagine. Exactly. Well, you know, my uh, podcast of choice sometimes when I'm uh, traveling is the uh, Mark Marin podcast, which I really enjoy. Ah, he's very um, good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the thing that I was observing is more of the same that I've reported in the past, which is that. People are going nuts out there. And I'm, I'm not saying that necessarily in an anecdotal sense because I can't stop seeing it every time I hit the road, which right. is that people are driving like fucking maniacs. And we also see it in the context of, you know, uh, videos on uh, airplanes and videos in right. department right. stores and all right. the rest of it. People in restaurants going batshit. I think a lot of people are losing their fucking minds right now. Yes. One reason why it's happening on the left a lot lately is because of this impatience with the slowness of justice. Because we're rapidly moving toward the possibility of a fascist, idiocratic takeover of our government, which could happen next year, could happen in 24, could happen in 26. You know, it's just one of those things where we're seeing the impending doom or the possibility of impending doom, and we're not seeing enough action to thwart that, maybe. that Maybe that's the explanation. And and meanwhile, the newspapers and, and the media are uh, reporting on the Biden slide in the polls. Yeah. Uh, uh, which isn't a slide at all. Not uh, happening. There's, there's been some minor erosion. And, and quite frankly, there's been a good deal of erosion of Biden support in the African-American community across the country. Because, uh, like you said, we're, we're all a little impatient right now. Yeah. And uh, the, the feeling is, I believe, generally generally, from what I've heard, that uh, Biden hasn't uh, lived up to his promises for mm-hmm. the black community or for uh, all of us, as, as far as that goes. In fact, he has. And yeah. in fact, the, the Democratic House of Representatives have. But the way it's, it'd be perfectly easy for Biden to win those voters back, the yeah. ones who have 
begun to fall off because they don't feel he's delivering, uh, deliver. Yeah. And uh, I see in Biden a president who is determined to do exactly that. I don't think he's going to accept any other outcome mm-hmm. other than success. Uh, I, I see him not even close to giving up. He keeps saying we will pass the Build Back Better Act, uh, yeah. and, and I believe they will. Uh, and and even if we don't get everything we want now, if we can, as we talked about at the top of the show, expand the Democratic majority, then we could go for the rest of what we need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to add this here at the end. I hope this doesn't open up a whole other can of worms and keep us talking oh, for another 45 minutes. But <laughs> Charlie Pierce was on this morning's Stephanie Miller show, and uh-huh. he said something that just jumped out of my speakers here on my computer and smack me in the face and uh-huh. he expressed concern that some of them and he's not talking about fox news or breitbart or the usual right. suspects Mainstream. he believes that there are some journalists who want trump to win again uh-huh. and this is coming from charlie pierce charlie pierce is not into the hyperbole necessarily and it's a an interesting segue into something i brought up on twitter the other day which is that i want to know I want to know who is entertaining this notion of, well, wouldn't it be great if Trump was president again? We'd have so much to cover and it'd be really good for ratings. I want to know who those people are. I have a theory about that I would tell everyone about in the... uh on the, After, the shadow docket. Yeah, sorry. On the oh, shadow docket. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so sign up, sign up for the shadow docket. Which is coming up next on our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash Bob Show. Sign up for five dollars a month. Just five bucks. Five bucks a month. That's pennies per show. A fiver. Yeah. And you can listen to two Shadow Docket shows every week after the Tuesday show, after the Thursday show. When this music is finished playing, we keep on talking and we make that its own individual little podcast on our Patreon page. So you want to stick around for that. If you're just listening to the free show, you're missing out on a whole lot. Certainly another 20 minutes, half hour more of uh, discussion and, and commentary and news and information. And uh, and so, uh, please, by all means, go and sign up. And uh, But, yeah, I want to know who is saying that. Because I, I know we've had some people in the past. I think in 2015 there was a guy from CNN who was like, oh, yeah, Trump's really good for ratings. I want to know who else is th- saying that. And it's not because I'm doubting it. I, I have no doubt that some people are like, yeah, why not? Why the fuck yeah. not? I want to know who those people are. I want some, mm. <laughs> I want some names named at some point. Because that is so utterly dangerous. I don't need to emphasize that to anyone. We all know it. Yeah. Uh, but it's I, one of those things where I want to, we've talked about this a lot. And I, I just, I want to get down to brass tacks. I want to know who it is. I'm sick and tired of dancing around the issue. I want to know who's <laughs> responsible for this. I want names. Name names. Yeah. It's always dangerous territory when we're naming names, but you know, given our national history. But this is one of those things where maybe it would be helpful to know. Is there an executive? Is there an executive producer? Is there a, a host of a cable news show or some editor somewhere who's emphasizing Trump news in order to get him reelected? These are things I want to know. And now I can't wait to hear your theory on this, Buzz. I'm dying. Uh, well, I'm dying. Just, maybe just be on the other side there in the shadow docket. Yeah, I'm going to have to sign up and listen. That would be yes. a great idea. Maybe I got Good five, idea. $5 over here somewhere. I think I can sign up. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to be talking about the disappearance of bees. This is not good news. Uh, oh, yeah. Plus uh, something out of the Texas Senate, which is awful. <laughs> and oh, that's impossible. Nothing. Only good things come out of the Texas Senate, Bob. Yeah. And one of the main <laughs> crazy people from the Q continuum is running for Congress. 
Sure. We're going we're to talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on the Shadow Docket program on our Patreon page. Again, patreon.com slash Show, or very simply bobseskashow.com. Put in your information, sign it, grab that $5 a month tier. It's called the uh, Shadow Docket and After Party. No, it's just the Shadow Docket shows. Shadow Docket, yeah. A- and you're going to be all We're still set. learning. Yeah, go yeah. do it. There's an app, too. It's a great, it's a great app. Take care, folks. See you next time. Bye-bye.